Season 1, Episode 2 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. On this episode, we will talk about some of the local action from this past weekend, both on the softball field and the baseball field. Plus, get into some of the MLB, NBA, and NCAA baseball action. Also in this episode, we will spotlight assistant baseball coach Ryan Hughes of the Pearl River Community College Wildcats. (laughs) It should be a lot of fun. Going to do a little roundtable talking ball tonight. Got Clay Sweet sitting across from me uh, right now. I am Jeff Lossett. And Clay, let's dive into the... uh, to the high school ranks from this past weekend. Uh, just north of here, north of Picayune, about 10 miles, we had PRC Baseball, the Blue Devils, uh, playing against uh, playing a little series this week. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yep, of course, our podcast located here in Picayune, based out of Pearl River County. So we'll always uh, update our listeners and followers on the local action. And that local action included – uh, PRC baseball ending their season in the third round playoffs on a West Jones walk-off home run. Pearl River Central just a brilliant year, 28-3 and three on the season. And, and as good a high school baseball game as you could see in that third ball game, West Jones hit a walk-off home run in the bottom of the seventh. Dunhurst, Hayden Dunhurst had hit hit two home runs for the Pro River Central Blue Devils. He actually hit one in the top of the seventh to give the Blue Devils a lead, but West Jones was able to answer with a walk-off. And West Jones, 27-3, and will move on in the 5A South State Championship. They will face Hattiesburg, a team that, of course, Picayune listeners and PRC listeners very familiar with that Hattiesburg club. That should be a very interesting series. Wes Jones, uh, as I'm a USM guy and Jeff is as well, led by Trey Sutton who played for Southern Miss. So that should be a very interesting series. We tip our cap to head coach Neil Lawler, uh, Kane Stockstill, Colby Hawthorne, and Bob Dernhurst. That staff for Pearl River Central was trying to defend a state championship from last year and they have put together a a program up there that has done exceptional things uh, were just a little short against Wes Jones and then when you look at the softball side Pearl River Central the Lady Blue Devils will continue on they will play for a state championship they will take on Neshoba Central Neshoba Central uh, that's a mouthful for me as our (laughs) listeners can hear (laughs) They will go into that state championship series 32-0. and The Lady Blue Devils uh, will compete for that state title under Coach LaBella. They are 26-5. and So uh, on the south end of the state, we will, of course, be pulling for the Lady Blue Devils to bring a state championship back to Pearl River County. That championship series will be played in Starkville. So congratulations to – the Lady Blue Devils. Yeah, and that you're exactly right, Clay. The uh, the Pro Over Central Blue Devils men's baseball team, as you alluded to uh, right there, just talked about, uh, was the defending state champion. So we had a baseball state champion right there, and then the women right next door because the, the fields are close. I mean, they're touching each other practically right there uh, in Carrier, Mississippi. So the ladies are going to try to uh, to go ahead and accomplish that as well. Let's talk a little bit about the – let's dig into the NCAA 
Uh, Clay, I'm going to start with our good friend Matt Reiser down there at Southeastern Louisiana. They just come off of a game uh, Sunday beating Sam Houston six to nothing. It puts them in second place in the Southland Conference at 19 and 8, 32 and 18 overall, and they're actually a game and a half out of first place behind the Bearcats. So the the Lions of Southeastern already clinched the spot into the Southland uh, Conference tournament. Uh, so, I mean, Matt Reiser down there at Southeastern doing big things. We heard we're going to hear from an interview with uh, assistant baseball coach Ryan Hughes at Prover Community College talk a little bit about Matt Reiser. So, just things going on right there in Hammond. Yep, Matt, uh, of course, special to us. He's a Picayune uh, guy, won a state championship at Picayune High School, a former teammate of Ryan Hughes, and has done a just sensational job as a young head coach over at Southeastern and the way that. He has built that program, so we'll keep our listeners up to date on Matt and his crew over at Southeastern as they continue to play good baseball over in Hammond. Yep, and they got uh, a three-game series uh, coming up starting May the 11th against Central Arkansas and also May the 23rd, the Southland Conference Tournament starts, which I mentioned a little earlier that uh, Southeastern already has clinched a spot in that tournament, so – uh, Coach Riser doing big things uh, down there in Hammond. Sticking with the NCAA, we're going to go a little further north and work our way down to the, you know, the our home school, the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Let's go up to Oxford, Clay, and talk a little bit about Ole Miss and where they are at coming off this past weekend. Ole Miss lost two out of three this past weekend to South Carolina and uh, were able to salvage uh, a win there on Sunday in a 10-inning ball game, 6-5. to five. Ole Miss is really is in really good shape. They're number five uh, ranking in Baseball America as we sit currently. They are in second place in their side of the West there in SEC standing. Uh, they actually got help from LSU this weekend. LSU was able to take their series against Arkansas, which actually helped Ole Miss stay in uh, just within striking distance as Arkansas is winning the western side. When you look um, around the state and you look at Mississippi State, Mississippi State fighting Jeff to try to make themselves available for the SEC tournament. They're down at the bottom of the west, but have played good enough baseball over the last three series uh sec series to kind of give them a chance to qualify for the sec tournament they're 26 and 22 overall and we're able to win uh this weekend series two out of three over alabama so state trying to hang around and give themselves a fighting chance in the sec tournament later in the year Yep, and as you we talked about Ole Miss, talked about Mississippi State, working our way down the state right there in Hattiesburg, Clay, uh, the University of Southern Mississippi. Uh, we both went to school there, the USM Golden Eagles, uh, led by head coach Scott Berry, uh, also a friend of ours, Jason Munns, also covers the Eagles up there. Uh, tweet out, talk to him a little bit via tweet. But to talk about, about Southern Miss uh, coming off of a series this weekend, where they stand in the conference and what's coming up uh, for the Golden Eagles. Southern Miss has been dominant of late in Conference USA play. They have swept three straight Conference USA series. Uh, and that lineup with Luke Reynolds, he leads basically every major hitting category in Conference USA uh, play, Luke Reynolds. And then you pair him with what Matt Walner does in the middle of the lineup. They have just been potent. Southern Miss, 35-12 and 12 overall, 
19 and 4 in conference play. They have a three and a half game lead going into a big weekend series this coming weekend against La Tech. So it would be huge if they could take care of business against a Louisiana Tech this coming weekend. But to get themselves with this three and a half game lead has been so impressive. They roll out a junior right hander on Friday nights, and Nick Sandlin. Sandlin has had a phenomenal year. His ERA under one, and yes, I said that correctly, under one in conference play for Nick Sandlin. Took a little break, had some shoulder soreness uh, a couple weeks ago and wasn't available for two Friday nights, but he kind of set the tone for the season for Southern Miss in a big Friday night outing uh, against Mississippi State in that first Friday night. He's a guy that pitched primarily out of the bullpen last year, has just been an ace on Friday nights. And the pitching staff, once Southern Miss got into conference play, ERA under three in conference play. And with the way Coach Barry has that club swinging the bats, really hot at the right time, Jeff. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. The Conference USA tournament will be down at the Shuckers Field in Biloxi, which gives just a great atmosphere, which they're used to with the atmosphere that they've created at the Pete lately. So, uh, fun times and uh, hope for Southern Miss to continue to play the kind of baseball they've been playing. Yep, and they're hitting their stride just right, Clay, as you had mentioned. Uh, Coach Scott Berry and that coaching staff is trying to uh, do something that I don't know if they're going to accomplish. There's some there's some writers out there and some polls out there uh, just uh, you know don't know if, if, if Southern can host a regional. They're trying to finish with the best record they can, of course, maybe win the conference tournament down in Biloxi. But they're trying to host another regional at Southern. It always draws a great crowd. Southern travels uh, real well for the conference. So we're just going to have to wait and see what that kind of shapes up. Yep, RPI not uh, not great, and that's got a lot to do with the conference that uh, Southern Miss competes in. Uh, but we've mentioned the other two schools in the state can really help uh, that RPI. Ole Miss, a team that Southern Miss lost to in a midweek game uh, earlier in the year, and then Mississippi State, a school that they swept in the opening game. So those two teams really need to play well, and they continue to stay hot, which both teams have kind of been. It will help Southern Miss in that RPI. RPI. Yep, and uh, real quick, we're going to touch on uh, a little bit of the MLB action. Uh, you know, I've got some standings here for the AL and the NL, but I look over here, Clay, on the NL East up at the very top is them Bravos, the Atlanta Braves uh, coming in up at the top. I know you're a huge Brave fan. I look across to you right now as we're recording this, and you're wearing an Atlanta Braves shirt. Just kind of hit on hit on your Atlanta Braves there. Yeah, and I call them the baby Braves. They're <laughs> so young. They can't even go out for an adult beverage after the ball game. majority of them are such a young club. And really, when you look at the way that they're trying to rebuild, this is probably two years ahead of schedule. Now I'm saying uh, you're going to look up and late summer in Atlanta still be on top of the standings? Probably not, but it's been awfully fun to get started. Acuna's been great. Uh, Aubies has been uh, unreal. It's just been a lot of fun. They're way ahead of schedule, but uh, it's been fun around the sweet household when the Braves are playing well. <laughs> well, if you look over on the American uh, League side, of course, two teams that uh, people talk about, uh, on a national schedule. I mean, we're located right here in South Mississippi, but teams that are always talked about on the national schedule leading the AL East is the Boston Red Sox at 25-9, and nine, and then the New York Yankees at 24-10. and 10. 
Uh, them, you know, them rivalries go back for decades and decades and decades and decades with them two, and them two kick off a three-game series tomorrow in the Bronx with the uh, with the Boston and the Yankees. So it's always fun to see them two back up on the top. Yeah, my parents have actually had a chance to to see that rivalry with their own eyes. That's a a, a special matchup. But Boston, they've kind of come back a little bit, but not much. 25-9 and nine to start. Chris Sale just has been dominant for them pitching. And uh, the Yankees loaded up with these power hitters and are, are starting to do uh, some of what they thought. But uh, they're just trying to keep Boston close enough to maybe make a push. That should be fun. I think it's good for baseball when both of those teams are playing well. And so that, as you've mentioned, it's definitely a rivalry to keep our eyes on this week. Well, too, and for the Yankees, uh, first-year manager Aaron Boone coming in, taking the reins right there in the Bronx and, you know, getting Stanton on board, uh, coming from the Marlins, a, you know, a heavy price to pay for for a big, uh, a big at-bat. And uh, they're trying to, you know, he hasn't been doing exactly what the Yankees wanted him to do, but uh, they're trying to wait till uh, he comes into his own. Yeah, the Yankees, uh, my dad's a big Yankee fan, and they print money, the squads like the Braves and the Royals, and people have to do it some, the old-fashioned way, but they can just go out and buy a player. So, You know, and after we leave the, uh, the MLB, we're going to swing over to the NBA. Uh, being right here in Picayune, have an NBA team just a little south of us in uh, New Orleans uh, with the Pelicans there in a – uh, really a must-win play tomorrow night, down three games to one uh, against the Golden State Warriors. Another West, you know, the Western Conference second-round playoffs. Um, New Orleans Pelicans need to win that one in Oakland, which is hard to do to bring another playoff game back to uh, New Orleans. But uh, played this past Sunday, and I mean, if you look at some of these numbers, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, you know, 36 minutes, 15. Of 27 from the field goal, 38 points. Of course, Steph Curry uh, was pl- coming off the bench at times because due to some injuries, he played 30, uh, almost 32 minutes, eight of 17 uh, field goal, 23 points. And, and and you know Anthony Davis is the is the the captain, the the franchise player down there in New Orleans, uh, played almost 40 minutes and had 26 points. But Drew Holiday coming, uh, been playing you know fantastic these playoffs. Uh, only had 19 points Sunday, so it's a uh, it's kind of an uphill battle, uh, so to speak, for the uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, you know, tomorrow night I think they play at what 9:30, uh, oh. Game Five in uh, at the Oracle Arena in Oakland. So. Um, Going to be a tall task for the for the Pelicans. Yeah, sure will be, Jeff. You mentioned it. Uh, Golden State winning that series three to one, and I'm a I'm big a Pels fan <laughs> as you can find. But they may have got their one uh, already in this series. To see what they did on Sunday afternoon was <laughs> pretty brutal. They rolled out a starting lineup of Durant. Green, Thompson, Curry, and then Ingadala, and they call that the death lineup. Uh, they don't play a lot of defense, that five, although Durant can guard at times when he wants to, Green too, but you, they are just unbelievably hard to stop, and they got out to a big lead. The Pelicans closed that lead a little bit before half, 
and then just a barrage there in the third quarter. They ran back off and left. That's a special team in Golden State, and I've been just so impressed with the way the Pelicans have fought and the way that they've played this second half. When uh, Big Boogie Cousins went down, I really thought, well, that's the season. I had underestimated the way that Gentry could get his guys to go after that injury. AD put together really a two-month stretch of MVP-type uh, basketball. He's such a special player as Anthony Davis. And so proud, regardless of what the Pelicans do to close this year out, really the way that they've competed, uh, won a series here in, in the playoffs. And that, that's been a lot of, uh, you know, the Smoothie cent, uh, King Center there has been sold out uh, for the playoff games. That's exciting to see the excitement down in New Orleans for the Pelicans. Well, and then you, you're talking about the series they won in round one, a sweep over the Portland Trailblazers kind of got the eyes uh, of some national, the media, uh, so to speak, ESPN and analysts and stuff like that talking, kind of got the eyes uh, of them as they swept the Portland Trailblazers. But, man, it's it's you meet the Golden State Warriors defending uh, NBA champions. It's uh, it, it, They're the real deal. Yep, I think ESPN or somewhere I had seen on social media, they had like 22 analysts, right. and they had all picked against the Pelicans in that first round. And then the Pelicans didn't, as you said, didn't just win that series. They dominated uh, Portland. But playoff Rondo and then the way Holiday played in that series, the backcourt to go along with what they get out of Anthony Davis every night was so impressive. And let's face it, Golden State is just on a different level from uh, from a lot of people over the last three years. Um, on the other side, on the east, Boston and Philly are playing actually as we record this and then Toronto and Cleveland. Cleveland out to a 3-0 lead and how LeBron keeps doing what he does is unbelievable. I'm a Michael Jordan guy until they put me probably in the grave. I mean, LeBron would have to do I don't know what to change me off of that. But it's like he has found the fountain of youth, man, to see what he has done. Uh, this year, he, it's like he hasn't aged a bit. It's been incredible, the basketball that he has played and really has put that Cleveland team on his back once again. Well, and, you know, 33 years old, 15 years in the league, played all 82 games this year. And and LeBron, you, as you mentioned, they're up 3-0 over Toronto uh, playing tonight as we record this. Uh, he's been to seven straight NBA Finals. So it's hard to not say, hey, I'm taking LeBron to yep. go to the Finals. Who are they going to match up with? Who knows? You know, Golden State plays New Orleans tomorrow night. But also the game before that is uh, on Tuesday, May the 8th, is Houston and Utah with Houston winning that one 3-1. to one. And everybody in the media around the nation wants to see Golden State and Houston for the Western Conference Finals anyway, thinking that team who wins that will win the NBA championship. But like I said, LeBron, seven straight finals, so he's still hanging around. Yep, the only thing that's aged on LeBron is that hair <laughs> that hairline has receded pretty good, which I can relate to. So uh, LeBron, uh, hard to bet against, but when you look at this Golden State club, even the way Houston's loaded up, with Harden and Chris Paul, I just can't see it, man. That that starting lineup they rolled out the other night, it's hard to find a defense that's going to be able to do something against that. So it's been interesting to watch. The NBA has been such a good product over the last really two or three years, and these playoffs have been exceptional. So I'm locked in on that, and we will give our listeners a 
an update on that from uh, week to week. I did miss and wanted to mention a young man from Pearl River Central that won state championships in the one mile and in the two mile. Cole Benoit put together exceptional times for the one mile and the two mile. We wanted to make sure that he got a mention. They're just uh, awesome. He was first in both of those and then also – uh, Mason Watkins from Picayune came in third in one of those two races. So it was pretty neat. Pearl River uh, County had a guy on the podium at the one spot and at the three spot, which was pretty special over the weekend at the state track meet. Yep, and as we talked about high school sports, uh, Clay, we talked about college, we talked about Major League Baseball, we talked about NBA, but let's go full circle and let's come back uh, to junior college, to Pearl River Community College as we get ready to uh, – to have our spotlight interview with assistant baseball coach Ryan Hughes for the Pearl River Community College Wildcats. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, what's going on right up right up north in Poplarville. Yep, and so excited to talk to Ryan Hughes, the assistant baseball coach for Pearl River Community College. Over the weekend, they secured the state championship with a sweep, and then they got help from Meridian. Meridian was able to beat uh, JCJC. That put your Pearl River Community College as the state championship for 2018. They finished this regular season 37-9, and 23-5 in that tough conference play. And we will dive deeper into this state championship season with a long interview with Ryan Hughes. Really had a chance to air it out and uh, really break down every facet of this exceptional 2018 state championship series. We appreciate Ryan joining us. We hope that you will enjoy the interview as we really got into every facet of the season. It was great to talk to an old friend in Ryan Hughes, and he was able to provide great information and insight into a great season for the river. We've got Ryan Hughes, assistant coach with Pearl River Community College for our interview today. Ryan's a special guy to me, a guy that's a Picayune native. He was a standout on the Picayune Maroon Tide State Championship back in his high school playing days for that baseball team. Then he went on to Pearl River Community College where he had two outstanding years there at Pearl River. Uh, his freshman year hit 20 home runs. His sophomore year followed that up with 18 home runs. He was named to the All-American team um, for two straight years for his community college career there at Pearl River Community College. He won a state title at PRCC, as you can see a trend there. Won a state title in his high school career at Picayune, won there at Pearl River Community College, and he also was inducted to the Hall of Fame for the Wildcats. He was inducted in 2010. I can actually remember interviewing him at a halftime football game as he was inducted on that special afternoon to the Hall of Fame. He went on to play professional baseball, uh, was a Major League Baseball player with the Baltimore Orioles. I was able to see Ryan, interestingly enough, play high school baseball, probably some before that, but high school baseball – uh, community college baseball, then I saw him play minor league baseball and uh, was just so proud of what he was able to accomplish in his baseball career. It's awfully uh, cool to have him on our sep second episode here and 
we will have him on a separate podcast to walk through everything that I just kind of walked through in this introduction. We're going to keep today focused on what he's currently doing, and that's being an assistant coach with PRCC. And a huge weekend, uh, a sweep, and then they get news later uh, yesterday evening that they are the state champion. So, Ryan, after all that long-winded introduction, man, uh, awfully nice of you to join us. Man, I, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, when I heard you, you guys were putting this together, I, I was really excited about it. I was excited um, not for me to come on, but for you guys uh, getting started. And, and I know it's going to be uh, something that, that uh, you know, a lot of people are going to want to tune in and listen to going forward here. Uh, I've known both you guys for a long time, and uh, both you guys are really, really great at what you do. And um, even before y'all putting this together, I always enjoy listening to you guys uh, on Friday nights uh, or just anytime you guys are on the radio. Uh, it's been great, and I think this is going to be a, I think it's going to be a big hit for here, not only in Pearl River County but uh, throughout the state also. Ryan, we appreciate. Uh that it's uh, very cool, uh, the connection that we've had over the years, and then a kind words for Jeff and I and what we're trying to accomplish here. And speaking of accomplishments, man, a year that y'all put together, 37-9 and nine overall record, 23-5 and five in, uh, in conference play, and that's a mouthful coming out of that conference. And then the 2018 state champs. Just talk about – Ryan, as your second year as assistant coach there with uh, the Wildcats, what kind of year y'all had? Man, it's been a, it's been incredible. Um, you know, this year being being our second year together with this coaching staff. Um, honestly, just listening to you talk about just a few of the little tidbits and um, just a few of the little of the little the little numbers um, throughout the year, it kind of gives me goosebumps just sitting here listening to it. Uh, it's been a fun ride, man. These these kids have been uh, tremendous to work with. You know, day in day out, they've they've bought into what we what we were preaching, what we were selling, um, and just for them, you know, to to finish at thirty seven and nine, and and overall so far in the regular season, and and twenty three and five is a huge accomplishment in itself. You know, and even if things didn't work out exactly how they did for us to win the state championship. Um, regardless, you know, I was planning on coming on with you guys and, and whatever, whatever happened that last day of the season, um, I was super proud of them. You know, I was extremely proud of the way they went about everything and the way they, they got after it every day. And they, they, uh, they were just real blue collar. You know, they, they brought their lunch bill to work every day. We demanded a lot from them. We expected a lot from them. Um, but every day, you know, they showed up, you know, they showed up and came to work and came to get after it. Um, uh, they took a lot of pride in everything they did. Um, and just, just for it to come down to the last day of the season, I thought, uh, I thought it was pretty special. You know, a lot of things had to kind of go our way. We had to, we had to do our part and we had to get a little bit of help, um, from some other guys. Um, but just the way they went about it, you know, they knew that for us to be state champs, you know, after the, those tough losses that we had to Jones a couple of weeks ago, they knew that. Um, you know, we couldn't really slip up again. You know, they we had six games remaining, and they knew they had to win every one of them. Um, their backs were against the wall a little bit, but they showed up. They responded the right way. They came out yesterday, the last day of the season, knowing that we had to win both games, and there was never any doubt. You know, from pitch one uh, of the first game yesterday, they absolutely got after it. Uh, they dominated those two games yesterday, 10 running both 
both of the games. Um, and then after that, you know, just kind of wait and see. And, uh, you know, Coach Avalon, he, he, he does a great job, and he's done a great job since he got here. Uh, it's been a joy working with him. Um, it's been a blessing for me to work with him. You know, on the field and off the field, we've gotten close. You know, one thing that he preaches is, is good things happen to good people. You know, when you do things the right way, you know, he really believes good things are going to happen, and they did. You know, we, we, we went about things the right way. The guys took care of their business. And then that bus ride home, man, was was one of the wildest uh, roller coaster rides that I've had in a while. You know, we, we obviously everybody was following the, the Meridian and Jones game. Um, you know, they, they won the first one, so we stopped and got them a little snack. And uh, the kids on the bus were just, everybody was following as much as they could. You know, and then... Uh, then there at the end, whenever whenever Meridian pulled that one off there in the last inning, it was kind of one of the most surreal moments I've ever had, especially on a bus. I mean, we pull over, and I think we were in Collins, Mississippi. We pull over, got our bus driver to pull over at a gas station so we could see the last uh, the last couple plays that we were following. And you know, we we, we dog piled in a in a grassy knoll in front of in front of a Chevron station, and those the, you know those folks there didn't know what was going on. We had to see a, see, see a bunch of folks running off in gold on gold jerseys, dog piling right there in the middle of nowhere, man. But those kids were were ecstatic and just uh, I was so happy for them um, just to be able to experience that, just to be able to experience this place experience Pearl River like I got a chance to experience there were so many of them that, that came up and, and hugged our necks and 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 talked about how they never won anything before in their life and and just a chance to come here to Pearl River and, that, and that's why they all came here you know they all came here for a chance to develop and a chance to win a championship and a chance to be a part of something that was bigger than them and, um it was just an incredible ride it's, it's been an incredible season so far and um you know, as, as big a hump, as big a hurdle that was for for us to do that. You know, winning that—that's only the second state championship whoever's ever won in baseball. Wow, um, I and, didn't realize and that. The, and the first one was 14 years ago, and and I was I was fortunate enough to be a part of that one. Um, you know, and and for us to to do the work that we've done, you know, I'm 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 going to pat our 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 coaching staff on the back, and we'll pat our players on the back, uh, present and and former players. Uh, just to kind of to to change the mindset, to change the culture at this place within a year and a half is, has been pretty incredible. It's been uh, I've been really fortunate to be a part of it. I know that. You know, Ryan, you you had mentioned about the the players are are doing something at Pearl Community College that that you were fortunate to do. And I was reading on prcc.edu today just some uh, of the the comments that you gave. Uh, when Coach Avalon gave you that call, you were working down there with a longtime friend, uh, head coach Matt Riser down at Southeastern Louisiana, uh, the Lions down there. But you was a, uh, you got that call about coming home, and that's what you said in that in that interview, coming home to to PRCC. Talk about that driving on campus. You said earlier it gave you goosebumps, and I think you mentioned it in that in that article. Just talk about coming home to where you played your college ball. Man, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's a uh... That's a that's a subject, and when I talk about it, it's hard for me not to get emotional about it. It's hard for me, you know, not for the for the hair on my arms to, to raise up. Uh, this is a special place to me, and um, you know, I think a lot of people that when whenever they come here, whether it's whether it's kids and their parents coming on recruiting visits, or whether it's just me talking to someone uh, at a game or after a game or just up here on campus, 
you know, whenever whenever Coach Avalon called me and, and, and gave me the opportunity to come back here, I really felt like I was coming home. You know, I, I grew up in Picayune right down the road. Um, and then to come back here where, you know, this place is, is kind of not necessarily the place where it got started, but it's, it's, it's kind of the place that gave me uh, the opportunity to to – to further my my baseball career, you know, and I and I tell everybody, you know, I was fortunate enough to to play my first big league game in Fenway Park in front of forty thousand people, <laughs> and I tell everybody I, I tell that to. Um, if I hadn't come to Pearl River, none of that would ever happen, and mm-hmm. I truly believe that it was it was the best decision I ever made. Um, just the community here, um, the 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 feel of the campus, um, and the people here on the campus. You know, there's so many people here that care. They care about us doing well. They care about um, the players. They cared about me as a player, but also as a, as a person. And they look out for you. You know, we have recruiting visits, and we have parents that come on on our recruiting visits. And and I tell them every time they get here, I said, you know, your your kid or or your your son may go to a different place, and they may go on a recruiting visit, and you're going to hear all these college coaches talk about this and that. They're going to give you the recruiting pitch and the recruiting spiel. I said, everything that I'm going to tell you is 100% the truth. And everything that I'm going to tell you is exactly what I went through. And I know that if the way things worked out for me, I know they could work out the exact same way for someone else. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't the blue chip prospect coming out of high school. Yeah, we had a great, a great high school program. We had a great, uh, a great senior year winning the state championship there at Pickering. Uh, but I wasn't that kid that was highly recruited. I, I didn't have many options coming out of high school. Coach Arteague, he gave me an opportunity to come here. And that opened up so many doors going forward, um, you know, and, and just uh, this place is home to me. You know, one of the coolest things, and this probably isn't really cool to anybody besides myself, to be honest, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but just the relationships you get to kind of build with people. And I know I was an 18, 19-year-old college student when I was here, you know, in the cafeteria, though, it, it, mm. as simple as this is, the cafeteria is a special little place. You get to meet those ladies in there that you see every day when you go in there. Hey, is uh, Mama not, still giving her favorite people an extra roll, Ryan? We had we there was a lady there, and we I still don't know her name, but we called her Mama. And if you called her that, you got an extra roll coming through the line. Well, and, and honestly, that's kind of what I was getting at. You know, I was always <laughs> I was always I made sure I was uh, I was real sweet to those ladies in there. Um, you know, because if you are, they'll take care of you. <laughs> and I remember the first one of the first days, Coach Avalon and I were on campus, and it was during the summer. The cafeteria was open. We went in there. I said, "Man, Coach, I used to, I used to come in here and and, and was real nice to these ladies, and and they would hook me up. And we go in there, and as soon as I go in there, I mean, this is 13 years later, hmm. but it's a lot of the same women that were in there whenever I was a student here. And they came out, they saw me, they came out, gave me a hug, and you just, I don't know, I, I just don't think that you can you can build those kind of relationships and you can have that kind of intimate relationship with people like that, uh, at, at any other place besides here at Pearl River. And that was, like I said, that's something real simple. It's not real small. It doesn't really mean a whole lot to anybody else besides itself. But I thought that was pretty neat. And, and I think that kind of goes back to, to coming home really. You know, there's so many people around here that, that knew me from when I was here that are still here when I was here. You know, one of my favorite teachers is Davenport. She's still here. I make sure I go talk to her uh, whenever I get a chance. There's other professors that were here when I was here, and it's good to see them. And it's um, it's just a special place, man. It's a special place to be at right now. It's a special place to be at whenever I was whenever I played here. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to be that way, especially with the support that we have with the, with the administration. You know, we've got 
Dr. Greerwood is our president now who, who holds the, the single season career batting average record. You know, we got, uh, Jeff Long is our athletic director. Who's a former, a former coach here as well. Um, so there's just so much support here for the baseball program. And, and when you have that, especially at the top, um, at a, at a place like this, it definitely makes our job a lot easier. And, and, um, it, it's amazing how much they've helped us get a lot of the stuff done that we've gotten done with our baseball program. Um, but again, I go back to that when, when I say coming back home, um, it's just a real family atmosphere where, uh, the, the administration, the faculty, they, they all look out for each other. They all look out for the students. You go in town and, and you're a pro or a baseball player, they look out for you. And that's one thing that we, we kind of, you know, whenever you're a, you're a parent and, you know, I'm, I haven't been fortunate enough to, to be in that situation yet. Uh, but whenever you're sending your kid off to, to a place, a kid off to college and you know, away from home, you want to make sure they're taken care of and you want to make sure that somebody's looking out for them. And, you know, that's one thing that we tell them whenever, whenever they're here on visits, not only are the coaches going to be looking out for them, but everyone on campus is also, you know, and they're, they're, they're going to be in good hands. Um, and like I said, I can't, I, I can't, it's easy for me to talk good about Pearl River because of how things worked out for myself, how successful I was here, um, how successful a lot of my friends were here. And, and again, I go back to it. It was, the, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And, um, so when Coach Abelon gave me that call and, and, and gave me the opportunity to come back, uh, it was a no-brainer um, to come back and, and to try to help get this place in the right direction, going in the right direction to help change the culture a little bit to get it back on top how I, I knew that it was before. Um, you know, and I think that we've done a good job of that so far just in the, in the year and a half, two years that we've been here. Um, and obviously we still have a lot of work to do and we're going to continue to work. Um, but I think that what we've done so far has, has been pretty special and and in this place, you know, I think there, there's just something about being here at the river. Uh, you know, I think once you get here on campus, once you're a part of it, you know, one of the biggest things I think that to me, it, and it goes beyond the kind of the numbers on the field. Uh, but whenever we have, like last year, we had some sophomores that we were, we were only, uh, we were only able to be with for one year. And after the season ended, you know, going to eat lunch with those kids or, or, or just, talking to them when they stop by in the summertime and they say, you know, coach, I wish this was a four year school. I wish we had, I wish we had another year. We could stay here. That was special to me because I know that that's exactly how I felt whenever I was a sophomore here. That's exactly how Matt Roger felt uh, whenever he was here. That's how exactly how so many other guys felt when they were here. This place became so special to them that they wanted to stay as long as they could. And whenever I heard some of the guys from last year, last year's bunch say that to me and the coach Avalon, I knew that we were really doing something right. And that's, again, that's one of the, the, the biggest kickers for me is to get these kids to experience things here and experience this place like I got a chance to. And, um, you know, winning the state championship here, that's something these guys are going to remember their, their entire life. You know, they're, they're going to look back, and that's one thing that I know that I've tried to harp on. I know Coach Avalon and Coach Izzio and Coach Sam have tried to, tried to harp on. Um, when you look back and you and, and, you're 10 years down the road, you're 15 years down the road, you're going to look back and this place is going to be, uh, they're going to remember everything they did here. They're going to remember the fact that they were the, only the second team ever to win a state championship here. They're going to remember, uh, they're going to remember the fact that that last year's bunch laid the foundation for this year's crew and, 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 and what this year's bunch has done uh, to put us back on top 
has has truly been tremendous, and these guys are going to remember for the rest of their life. Ryan, it's interesting. You talk about 10 or 15 years down the road, and I don't want to date uh, you. I definitely don't want to date me. But, you know, <laughs> the way that Pearl River Athletics has had that type of year that they're having with basketball doing what they've done, a lady softball team just made – uh, a nice run, had a good year, the soccer team doing what they've done. It kind of reminds me of that time period that you're talking about when you were there, you know, when Coach Hatton and the football team were really rolling. Coach Mathis had the basketball team at a high level. Those times, eerie enough, just kind of are, are very similar. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, we we were talking about that last night on the bus. Uh and then a little bit later, once we got home last night, you know, we, we kind of enjoyed the night. And, um, we made sure to soak it in and everything. But that's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's again, it's easy for me to talk good about this place. I'm sure some people, they, they probably get tired of hearing it, but I can't really help it. Um, but you're right. There there are so many similarities to to what's going on right now at Pearl River Community College. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of parallels to what was going on 13, 14 years ago, you know, you bring up Coach Hatton and, and the way he had the football program rolling uh, and Coach Mathis with the basketball program. That year, my sophomore year, I remember we won the state championship in baseball, men's basketball, men's soccer, and football. And we did that again this year, except for, for football, you know, but football turned turned it around again this year, had a, had a great year this year. Uh, we look forward to them doing even better next year. And I think those guys are going to do a great job. I know Coach Edgar's done a great job since he's been here. You know, he's he's kind of rejuvenated the program a little bit, I think. And, and just, again, I, I think that goes back to, like I said, it's a great time to be a part of what's going on up here right now. It's a great time to be uh, a member of the Wildcat family. It's a great time just to be a part of things here. Uh, and we're starting to – I really believe that we're starting to, to get that camaraderie uh, – you know, just the atmosphere here on campus with all the sports, you know, that goes, that's, that's throughout the players and with the coaching staff on, on all the sports. You know, I remember that that's how things used to be whenever I was here. I remember whenever we won a state championship, you know, I look back behind the third base dugout, the entire football team sitting there uh, right behind the dugout, you know, and, and that's kind of what we've done here, you know, in the last two years. I know, and, and I've got to get a lot of credit to Coach Avalon. And that's one thing that when he came here, he wanted to make sure that our guys got involved with the other sports. You know, one thing that we, we, we do, again, we, we ask a lot of our guys, we demand a lot of our guys, uh, you know, going to FCA every Wednesday night, going anytime we have a home basketball game, we're there for the girls, we're there for the boys supporting those, those teams. And we go to the softball games, we go to the, uh, go to the soccer games because we want to show our support uh, for every sport here on campus. And then in turn, when it's our season, it's been really cool. The atmosphere here at the Dub, you know, hopefully we can talk about that a little mm, bit as well. We will. Uh, but, but here, the atmosphere at our home games this year has been incredible. You know, it, it truly has. And I think a lot of that has to do with when I look at, you know, during the games, you look out, you look at the stands, you see the softball teams there, you see the soccer teams there, you see the basketball teams there supporting us, you see the football team coming out supporting us. And I don't, you know, I can't, I can't speak on the years I wasn't here in between the years I, I played here and, and the years I came back, but I don't think that it's quite been like that. Um, but I do, I do see getting better and better going forward. Just in the last two years, I've seen that 
where everybody kind of supports everybody here on campus. And, and that makes it even better place to be at, you know, just, uh, I know that I got a chance to be pretty close with uh, some of the football players that were here whenever I was here. Um, and I think that helps, you know, I think the basketball teams, I, I know for a fact, talking to coach Oni and talking to coach Fletcher, I know they, they appreciated the support that we gave them, uh, tremendously throughout the season. And our guys loved it. You know, our guys had a blast going out there, you know, watching the soccer team, uh, compete for the state championship and beat their, their arch rival down the road, Gulf Coast. Uh, you know, that was incredible. They have a blast doing that. And, and I know it means a lot to them. I know it means a lot to those other sports, but I also know that it means a lot to our guys when they look out and see other people coming to support them. Um, you know, it gives them a little bit more motivation. And, and just, again, the atmosphere that we've had at, at the stadium this year has, has been incredible. Um, I don't think it's been that way uh, for a while now, but, but just to have the support from the community, from, from the parents, from the student body here on campus, it truly has been pretty incredible. And, again, i, I got to give a lot of credit to Coach Avalon uh, from day one. You know, from day one, whenever he got here on campus, that's one thing that he's he's done. You know, I think that he's he's brought a lot of the people here on campus a lot closer. And when I say that, I mean athletics from the coaching staff uh, and the players. Just, you know, just making sure that that's important, that we're supporting everybody else. I think the other coaches appreciate that. Um, and it just, the, the atmosphere here, uh, I guess the expectations here, everything has kind of been cranked up a notch. Um, but it's been a lot of fun and that's kind of, that's kind of how this place is supposed to be. You know, again, I, I keep, I keep saying it and I sound like a broken record about this place being a special place, but it truly is. Um, you know, this is a place where academically, athletically, you know, we tell, you know, one of the other one of the other gigs I've got here on campus whenever I'm not down at the baseball offices, Coach Hizio and I, we get a chance to go uh, and help out Mr. Elena Harris over in the, the recruitment office. And a lot of times we're giving campus tours to just uh, mm-hmm. to some gen- general students. You know, and one thing that we tell them, even on the academic side, we tell the, the, the students and the parents, you know, you, you've got everything here at your fingertips to be successful. The only way you're not going to be successful is you if you don't apply yourself and you don't put in the work. But here on campus, even just being a general student, you've got every every opportunity that you that you could possibly want to be successful and make sure that you're prepared to go off to a four year school. And we tell our guys, our athletes, our baseball guys the same exact thing. Um but yeah, again this this place is it's it's a pretty cool place to be at. Uh you know, I, I like it to a to a small university, and I and I think that's exactly what it is. You know, the campus is gorgeous. Doctor Doctor Lewis did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. uh, before he retired. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get to know him and his wife pretty well yep. as a player here, and and then coming back here as a coach uh, for his last year, that was pretty incredible. Um, but again, you know, with 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 the support that we've got from the administration, they a lot of the stuff that we've done this year, we couldn't do it without them. Um, so it's been a fun ride so far, and, and and honestly, I can only see it getting better and better from here. Well, Coach, I echo. I mean, you're preaching to the choir, Pearl River Community College, uh, in particular, Dr. Lewis and uh, Dr. Brearwood have been uh, so good to me and my family. So uh, you definitely have our ears. I was fortunate enough to attend Pearl River Community College and then work there for a stint. Uh, so they've been very good to me. Let's talk, uh, Ryan, about 
some of the players on this year's team and what they've been able to accomplish. Some of these guys are going and looking for uh, not only your records, but maybe Dr. Brearwood's records as well. We'll start off with Simon Landry and what he's been able to do at the plate for y'all. Just an awesome year. A guy that's batting 407 at the end of the regular season with 17 uh, home run. So I know you that y'all call him Mo. Just talk to us about the year that uh, Mo has put together as a sophomore. Man, I tell you what, he's uh, he's done everything that that we've asked him to do more. You know, he's had an incredible season so far. Um, and I don't mean to to, to correct you or anything like no, that. No, please he, do. No, he he actually has 19 home runs on the year, and he actually. Um, broke my record of 18 and he he set the the season school the the single season record for home runs with 19 just the other day and that was pretty special you know I, I remember talking to my dad before the season started and I told him I said I Mo's got a chance to break it and I hope he does you know number one I hope he does because he's put the work in himself and he he's turned himself into a really good player uh and in number two if he does hit 18 19 20 home runs that means uh He's helping us be, have a pretty successful season as well. You know, but he, he's a guy that, you know, he came here as a freshman last year. I knew him whenever I was over at Southeast, and I got a chance to talk to him whenever I was over there. And I thought he was going to be a special player there. And then, uh, you know, obviously he signed to, to come play here. And then once I got a chance to come over here and work with him, he, I've gotten a chance to be pretty close with him. And he, he's, he's been our bell cow, man. You know, he's, uh, and he's owned that. You know, from the, mm. from the first first day he stepped on campus, you know, last year as a freshman, two weeks into the season, you, we could have polled our team and said, "Hey, who's our team captain?" And they would have said, "Bo Landry as a freshman." You know, mm. I, he kind of he kind of demanded that once he stepped foot on campus, he's worked his tail off uh, to be as good as he can be, and the success he's had this year is is truly a testament to the work he's put in. Um, again, he he's been that guy who who last year he had to carry us a ton. Um, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of help around him as much as he does this year. But even this year, there have been so many times that he's had to carry us, and we've had to hop on his back, and he's had to say, hey, let's go, I got you. And he's he's done that. You know, he, he's done that and more. Um, he, he's been a tremendous player for us at the plate. You know, there I don't think that there's a guy that, you know, that we'd want with the game on the line other than Mo. Um, just, you know, again, the, the respect that he's demanded – from other teams that come in here, you know, I'm obviously not in on those, on those meetings that they have with their, with their teams. Uh, but I can, I can pretty much guarantee you that number 33 has been circled the night before every game. And, and they've, they've said, we're not going to let this guy beat you. Um, and you know, the work that he puts in day in, day out, you know, we, we, we talk to him constantly, you know, if any time that we, we go into a funk, and you know, we we brought him to the office. We talked to him one on one and say, "Hey, listen, you know, there's going to be times where where we needed we need a voice from the from the player side to get through to everyone, you know, to make sure that everyone's doing what they're supposed to do to kind of jumpstart some other guys. And we need that to be you. And he's responded every time out, um, every time we've needed somebody to come up big, whether it be on the field, off the field, and sometimes it may not be even getting a base hit. You know, it, it may be because, you know, Mo's had his struggles throughout the year as well, and we've talked about that. You know, we I've talked with him about that. I said, you know, it's easy for, for you to be a good player whenever things are going well. You know, it's 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 super easy to be 
to be that guy who everybody wants to look at and listen to whenever you're doing well. And I said, and then I told him, I said, you know, the, the thing that will kind of separate you from everybody else, the thing that will mean a whole lot is that when you're struggling, when you're struggling, you're the same guy. You're the same guy that, that those other guys look to and say, you know, he's struggling, but he's in there working his butt off. He's struggling, but he's doing everything he can to help this team win. You know, it may not be hitting a home run. It may not be hitting a double. It may be hitting a ground ball. It may be playing great defense when he's not hitting. Um, and it may just be motivating other guys, you know, and, and he's done a great job with that. Uh, and just to watch him grow as, as a leader, as a person, as a ball player uh, over the last two years, you know, it's been it's been pretty special for me. And uh, when we talk about the, the home run record, I know somebody asked me the other day, they, they asked me if I was upset or disappointed and, uh, that couldn't be farther from the truth. You know, I, I don't think there's anybody else that's happier for that kid than I am, you know, and and just the fact that I've been able to to coach a kid and, and just to kind of be along for the ride uh, for somebody that, that broke my record, that makes it even more special to me, honestly. Well, Ryan, and we're talking to assistant baseball coach Ryan Hughes of the Pearl River Community College Wildcats. Ryan, a guy puts up 19 home runs, uh, a ton of RBIs. He's got to have some help in the lineup around him. You mentioned that. Kind of talk to us some of the other guys. I see four guys on this stat sheet within the mid-30 RBIs in this lineup. That's pretty potent. Uh, a shortstop, a pretty clean fielding shortstop that I see is committed to Florida State, Derek Eberly. Uh, uh, Noah Baring, a uh, Bryson Meadows. Talk about some of these guys that have protected uh, Mo throughout that lineup. Well, they these guys really have, you know, and that's one thing that, um, you know, I think a lot of the not not a lot of it. I think uh, all all of the credit needs to go to go to these players because, um, again, and I know this. I, I've uh, my coaching style. I know that I demand a lot from these guys and. I expect a lot from them, and I know that they're not going to be perfect. But I, but I, I try to, uh, I try to get them to be as close as they can to it. And they've absolutely eaten it up, and they've responded, and they've they've wanted to be pushed, and they've wanted somebody to to push them and and to try to get the most out of them. And I think that us as a coaching staff have done that. But um, you know, when I, and this is just me personally, when I look at this season and this and this club that we've got, and I think back to to my year whenever we were we were doing so well back in 2004 and you know you look at Mo Landry and he's the guy with the big numbers and he's the guy with the with, with a lot of home runs and a ton of RBIs and um, you know I, I never I don't ever want to try to compare anybody to me or, or make the comparisons like that but I know on that team that we had that year the the last team to win the state championship I know that I I kind of was the guy that that had the big numbers, uh, the big RBI numbers, the big home run totals. But we also had a guy on that team. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to say Mo's not the guy who who's the straw that stirs the drink, but you know, there you may have that guy, and you may have another guy who who's kind of the heart and soul of the team. You know, and, and kind of makes a lot of people go and and day in day out plays great defense, plays. Uh, does a great job at the plate, you know. And for me, that was my best friend, Matt Riser. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever he, Matt Matt was here, you know, he was a guy that day in day out, he played his butt off. He played balls to the wall, played as hard as he could, and he, 
he kind of had the pulse of the team. You know, when he talked, people listened. Hmm. You know, whenever, whenever, whenever he led, people followed. That's you know, transferred he, pretty good, hadn't it, Ron? Absolutely. <laughs> he's still he's still doing that. You know, yeah. he's still doing that. And I think I think this year, you know, you've got you got Mo Landry with the big numbers, and you got Mo Landry putting up um, some some All American type numbers. Well, I think the other guy who uh, I guess would kind of be this year's Matt Riser would be Derek Everly, our shortstop. You know, and the way that that's kind of worked out to get him here, it's been pretty special. Um, you know, he's I can honestly say he's one of the the best kids that I've that I've ever coached. And I don't mean that um, just athletically wise or, or or talent wise. I just mean on the field, off the field. Uh, the kid's been been absolutely special. He he really has and. The way things have kind of worked out is kind of amazing. You know, I know people use that cliche, things happen for a reason. You're always at the right place at the right time. But I truly believe that. I truly believe that um, that people are at the right place at the right time when they're supposed to be there. And, you know, we we lost our shortstop from last year. And, and going into this year, it was kind of a question mark. And we, we hosted a summer ball tournament here at our place. Coach Izzio and I both happened to be here at the field watching the same game and uh, we weren't sitting together. We were, we were we were across the field from each other, watching at different points in the game. And we both started talking. And then the shortstop can really play. He can really play. And we uh, we we did some background checks on him. We we tried to find a little more information about him. I found out that he was actually at another junior college down in Florida at Chipola, hmm. who coincidentally happened to win the national championship last year. Yes. Well, I've got a one of my former teammates um, from from my playing days as one of the assistant coaches down there. I, I shot him a text, got on, got on the phone with him uh, just to kind of ask the status of him. And, you know, he said that he was a guy who was a good player, signed with Sanford out of high school. He's from Florida. Uh, went went there his freshman fall, transferred to Chipola. Didn't get a chance to play a whole lot. They had their whole their whole infield got drafted that year. Um, again, they were, they were the number <laughs> one team in the country. I mean, he was a, he was a great player, just didn't get a chance to play a whole lot. And, and and that guy down there told me that, you know, going forward for a sophomore year, they, they weren't sure if they were going to put him back on scholarship and they were going to talk to him about other opportunities to go somewhere. And I told that guy then, I said, listen, I said, if you give him a chance to go somewhere, I said, he'll be our everyday shortstop. And from day one, since he stepped foot here on campus, he has been not only the best shortstop that we've had here in a long time, but um, he's I think he's hands down the best shortstop in the league this year. And I don't know. Uh, I haven't been in the league that long coaching, but I don't know if there's been a better one in the last few years. You know, I know Tim Anderson's in the big leagues right now, and he played shortstop here, and I know he dominated this league. But Derek, uh, just watching him, you know, from an offensive standpoint, what he does at the plate has been impressive. But just watching him in the field, you know, he, he's as savvy as I've ever seen, a kid if I've ever coached. Um, you know, one of the biggest compliments I think that I gave him in the fall and talking to other college coaches, you know, he's the type of kid that, you know, us four coaches, we could miss practice. If something happened, we can miss practice. We could leave practice in Derek's hands, and I know practice would be just fine. Mm. Um, just watching that kid on the field, he's been special for us. He really has. Uh, I know I'm, I'm a little bit biased when I say he's the best shortstop in the league, but I think that if, if you ask the, all the coaches throughout the league, and, and hopefully with the postseason accolades, uh, here coming in a couple of weeks, I hope I hope that shows up. But I think that if if you ask them all honestly, who's who's the best shortstop in the league? I think Derek Everly would be hands down uh, the best guy here, and it's just been really special. You know, he's a kid that grew up 
45 minutes to an hour outside of Tallahassee. Uh, Florida State has been his dream school ever since he's been little. Uh, he had a he had a lot of teams over here uh, in this area that were very interested in him. You know, we made some phone calls, got on the phone with a couple people, uh, ended up getting in touch with Florida State, and he went over there on a visit, and uh, they gave him an opportunity to come play for them next year. So he'll he'll be going there next year to play for the Seminoles. Um, you know, it's just been. He's he just got a cool story, and again, every I feel like Pearl River is one of those places where, you know, a lot of people have a cool story, and he's got one to tell where he he, get, he basically got a second chance to to be an everyday guy, and he's completely taken advantage of it. Um, and to be completely honest with you, I don't think we're I don't think we're where we are today uh, without him. Um, so he's been a huge addition for us, you know. And some other guys, you got Noah Barron who, who's come in as a freshman. Um, you know, and, and people people kind of are surprised when they hear about his numbers because he's it's it's kind of hard to hit a quiet three thirty or a quiet three forty with that many RBIs and fifteen doubles like he's like he's done. Uh, but he's done a tremendous job for us coming in as a freshman, um, having a lot of big hits for us. You know, and then I think the other guy you mentioned is Bryson Nedius. Um, You know, he's another guy who who who's got a cool story. He's from Columbia, right down the road. He went to Jones Community College, tore his ACL, redshirted his freshman year, ended up, things didn't work out over there, ended up leaving and coming here to Pearl River last year, you know, and, and I think that last year, uh, I'll be honest with you, him and I, we, we butted heads a little bit when we first got here. I think it was a culture shock. I think a lot of these guys, you know, um, they weren't quite sure what we were about as a coaching staff and what we expected of them, and, and I think Bryson was one of those guys, but it has been, uh, you know, for me personally, it's been really, really special to, to get to know that kid as a person, to get to know what he's about, to get to know what he's been through. You know, he's a kid that has to prove himself every day. He's not very big, um, but he's got a whole lot of talent, and he's had a tremendous year this year. And, again, he's one of those guys that uh, has put in the work, and he, he's truly put in the work to, to make himself uh be put in a situation to be successful. And again, I think the credit goes to him, uh, completely just, just because he's wanted to get better. He's, he's completely sold out to us. You know, he's not a guy, you know, little bitty things like getting, uh, you know, hit by pitch, you know, stuff like that. You know, he leads our team in that, you know, last year that was, uh, an anomaly to him. And that was something that, that was never been part of his game. And, and now this year you look at some of the numbers that he's put up, I think, I think that's been just because he's completely sold out to what we were, what we were selling, you know, and, and what our program's about and what we want to go about and how we want to go about things. Um, and it's been really cool to see, you know, he's a guy that struggled a little bit early and then he decided to buy into it and sell out to what we were doing. And now I think the numbers kind of speak for themselves. And again, you know, that's just four guys. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a number of other guys that have, that have been a huge, huge part of the success that we've had this year. Um, and I don't know how long we've got, but I could probably talk on all of them. Um, you know, um, but, but those four guys have, have really, really carried a lot of the weight this year. Um, and again, I don't, I don't think we're at, I don't think we've accomplished what we've accomplished without them, uh, without them having the years that we've had. Well, Ryan, obviously with your offensive background, we went there first, but we know with baseball, you're as good as your pitching. Talk to us 
a pitcher, pitching staff, and a guy that just jumps off the stat sheet as a freshman, uh, Page, with under a two ERA. He's nine and one on on this list. Um, and that league for those type of numbers, and then you, I mean you've got Dusang with awesome numbers, Smith, White, uh, a pitching staff full of good numbers. Of course, when you go thirty-seven and nine, but talk about the pitching y'all have gotten this year. Man, those guys have been incredible on that on on that side of the ball. You know, Coach Izio and Coach Avalon have done a tremendous job with those guys. Um, you know, Coach Izio is our recruiting coordinator and and also our pitching coach. And you know, the work that he puts in with those guys, it's really cool to see. You know, I'm I know that I'm usually with uh, the hitters or or doing some defensive work with the infield guys, but just being able to watch uh, watch how he interacts with those guys, watch how he. Uh, you know th- how much they trust him, and I think that's a huge, huge deal working with these college guys because a lot of them they they come out of high school, they've had some success doing things how they've done them, um, and sometimes that translates to the next level, but a lot of times that it doesn't. You know, you get away with things at the high school level that you can't necessarily get away with at the college level, uh, just because the talent's a little bit better. But just watching those guys go to work, watching that pitching staff go to work day in, day out has truly been tremendous. Um, you know, there's been a lot of days where offensively we just haven't been able to get a whole lot done, you know, and, and on those days, if it weren't for the pitching staff, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be as successful as we have been, you know, but those guys, uh, have been absolutely tremendous. You know, you talk about Shamar Page coming in as a freshman and he's had an outstanding year, you know, and, and, um, you know, he's a guy that we've asked to kind of go both ways, especially here lately. He's been swinging the bat really well. Uh, also, um, yesterday was the first time he got a chance to pitch and DH in the same game, and he he raked and he dominated on a bump. Wow. Uh, but that's one thing that that's one thing that he's done all year. You know, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch him. Um, you know, hopefully we can continue to lean on him a lot these next couple of weeks to have some more success going forward. Um, but as a freshman to come in. Um, him, he, he's done tremendous so far. And again, you know, I, I I keep saying this, but the work they put in, I think that's a direct correlation to the success they've had. You know, and he's a guy that works extremely hard. He makes sure he's doing everything he needs to do to make sure that he's successful every time he goes out there. You know, you look at him, you look at, at Miles Smith uh, coming in as a freshman, also putting up the numbers he has. You know, those two guys, especially as freshmen, that come in and not necessarily, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to use the wrong words, but but on some days they go out there and they dominate, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, I know the defense loves playing behind those guys. They get up there, they pound the zone, they go right after hitters. They they've been fearless, you know, and that's one thing that I think that you watch. If you watch Shamar, if you watch Miles Pitts, even as freshmen, the one thing that's been very impressive to me is that you. You watch their emotions on the mound, and you can't tell. You can't tell if we're up ten nothing or if we're down ten nothing. They're the same guy every day out there, um, and I think that's one one key to their success this year. You know, and I think another uh, another thing they've been able to do they've been able to learn from some of our sophomores. You know, they've been learn been able to to watch somebody like uh, Camden Dusing. You know, who to be completely honest with you, and it's not a knock on him, um, but what he is, he's a he's a very good college baseball player, and that's. And that may be all he is, and that's okay. But he has gone out there. He knows exactly who he is, 
and he's gone out there and he is uh he's really stepped up for us you know we were kind of unsure who our number four starter was going to be this year we thought it might be colby white another sophomore who who's signed with mississippi state who was our our closer last year and, and he started a few games for us but we weren't quite sure yet you know and then you know, Dusang gets up there in his first few starts, and he, and he was spectacular. You know, he gets up there, and he's not very big. He doesn't throw very hard. His breaking ball isn't isn't uh, a dirty, sharp breaking ball that, that that's unhittable. But the sucker just gets up there, and he competes his butt off. And he he's not scared of, of, of anything. You know, he's not afraid of the moment. I think he's, he's pitched against all the top teams in the league this year. Uh, and he's absolutely been phenomenal, you know. And he's another guy that, if, if he if he didn't have the success that he's had this year and helping our our pitching staff out like he has, uh, I don't think we're at where where we are right now, you know. But those freshmen getting to watch him go about his business every day, watch that sophomore, watch a guy who who who's not a guy who has dominating stuff, but he's been able to dominate other opponents just by getting up there and pitching and knowing who he is and attacking the zone and attacking. Uh, hitters, uh, it's it's been it's been fun to watch. And then another guy, another sophomore I, I mentioned is Colby White, who who uh, who has been. He, we've allowed Dusing stepping up has allowed us to move Colby back to the back end of the bullpen, where he's just been dominant. You know, he was dominant last year there, and I think that's the reason that Mississippi State came in and and signed him, and that's, that's another reason that he's going to have an opportunity to get drafted at the end of the year, and, and hopefully. Um, you know, hopefully fulfill a dream that he's had, you know, for his whole life. You know, and another guy uh, I'd like to mention is Drake Nightingale. You know, and when we talk about different guys that have kind of some cool stories, you know, uh, we talk about Everly coming over and transferring here from Chipola. Again, a team that won the national championship. He leaves there to come here for a chance to play. You got Bryson Medias who leaves the school to come here. You got Scooter Ginn, who, who who's a sophomore second baseman for us, who left a program left Southwest to come here to Pro River to be a part of something bigger than themselves, to be a part of something special, you know, and, and uh, you, you got a guy like Drake Nightingale. You know, Drake Nightingale is a, he's a third year sophomore. He, he's been here for three years. He wanted to come back here. He had a chance to, he signed last year with Delta State. He had a chance to go up there and play this year. Unfortunately, he had Tommy John surgery last year. But he wanted to come back. Even even that said, he could have rehabbed and gone up to Delta State and played for them, uh, which is a tremendous program uh, that everybody down here in the state of Mississippi knows about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wanted to come back to Pro River. You know, this place was meant a lot to him, and he had some unfinished business that he wanted to take care of. You know, uh, we talk about that dog pile that we had getting off the bus, and you know, he was he was the last guy on the off the bus, and I could see the emotion coming from him, uh, hugging him, hugging Coach Avalon. And one of the things he said was, you know, this is why I came back. And and he's a guy that's been a, a big a big leader on that pitching staff. You know, the guys watch watch him, watch how he goes about his business, watch how he goes about his work. They get a chance to learn from him. And that's one thing, you know, we kind of – I know Coach Izzio has talked with him about, you know, that these guys, when they leave here, these sophomores, one thing that they've got to understand is when they leave here – they're leaving a, a, a legacy and they're leaving a mark on this place that the freshmen are going to watch. The freshmen are going to follow. The freshmen, whenever they're gone, the freshmen, sophomores next year, they're going to lead that new bunch. You know, they're going to lead them just like those sophomores led them this year. Um, and so they've had, uh, our pitching staff has had some, 
some some guys that they've uh, been really fortunate to learn from and to watch how they go about things. Uh, but again, I think from top to bottom, uh, that pitching staff that we've got this year has been they they've really carried us a lot of times during the, throughout the season. And uh, if if it, if it wasn't for them, I know that uh, the success that we've had going going twenty three and five in conference, going thirty seven and nine overall. Uh, a tremendous amount of credit has got to go to our pitching staff, you know, because of the success they've had. Uh, those guys have been fun to watch, man. They, they, they really get after it. They compete up there on the bump. Again, I think our defense loves playing behind them. Uh, even when our offense struggles, you know, those guys make sure they keep us in the game. And, and it's been cool to watch, you know, the, the, the hitters pull for the pitchers, the pitchers pull for the hitters. It's been cool to watch that, you know, a lot of times, there, there are programs, there are teams where you have that divide where you've got one group over here, you got one group over here. You know, if they don't get it done, there's some finger pointing and, and stuff like that that can be very detrimental to, to the success that you guys have. But we haven't had that this year. You know, everybody has pulled for everybody, whether whether we're, we're hitting and the pitchers are pulling for the hitters or whether our, our guys are on the bump and you, and you got the guys pulling for, pulling for them in the field, in the dugout. It's been really cool to see just watching everybody pull for everybody, uh, having a common goal and, and knowing that, that we're all playing for something bigger than, than themselves. So, uh, again, that pitching staff, you know, Coach Izzio has done a tremendous job with those guys, uh, and it's been a lot of fun to watch them. Yeah, once again, we're talking to assistant baseball coach Ryan Hughes of the 2018 Pro River Community College Wildcats here on the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. And, and Coach – I see you talking about your 37 and 9 overall record. At home you're 20 and 4. Talk a little bit about the atmosphere, the expansion of the stadium, the stadium being named the Dub after uh quite frankly a pioneer here in Pearl River County with uh Paul Paul as we know him, <laughs> Mr. Dub Herring. Uh he's, you know, been a been a stable uh, a light source here in the community. Talk a little bit about the about the atmosphere of playing right there in Popperville. Things must be a little uh, look a little different from your days there on campus. Man, they absolutely do, and it, it is uh, it has been so much fun. Uh, and, and I'm just I, I'm just glad I get a chance to be a part of it. To be honest with you, Clay, and the 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 upgrades that we've made. You know, again, I, I go back to. To, to give him credit to Coach Avalon, you know, the first thing he did when he got here, you know, he had a list of things that he wanted to do, and he wanted had a list of things that he wanted to get accomplished. And I don't just mean on the field numbers. I don't, I don't, I don't mean anything uh, wins and losses or anything like that. Just with the facilities, you know, and everybody knows that that these days you look around the country with college baseball, Division One baseball, even even junior college baseball, um, the facilities. Are, are continually getting upgraded and and they're continually getting better and better and that's one thing that we had to make sure that we did was kind of keep up with the Joneses almost is uh you know the upgrades that a lot of these programs have made we needed no, to make sure no that pun we, intended there huh Ryan <laughs> yeah no, not, not at all. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know I, and I'll get I'll give those guys up there credit you know, they they they've done a great job with uh, I know <laughs> I know that facility looks nothing like it. it it used to whenever i played there um you know and neither does our place you know and and this was a, a tr- it was a great place to play whenever i played here uh back in 2004 and and but 
the facility upgrades that we made this year. Well, last year we had, uh, you know, making everything brick and making everything look uniform here. That upgraded it uh, a ton there. And then this year going forward, you know, getting Mr. Dove Heron involved and getting Mr. Barry Harper involved uh, was a huge help. And those guys, uh, Mr. Dove has been a huge, huge supporter of not only athletics, but just Pearl River County in general. Uh, for as long as I've known him. And he, he's a guy that I was, you know, I, I grew up with Andy and Justin, his, his grandkids. And I've known Mr. Dove and I know Mr. Lane um, from whenever I was playing out the PYAA. And they have, they've supported me and they've supported all the other youth programs uh, mm-hmm. around uh, around the, the city of Picayune and also in Poplarville. You know, and the one thing that I don't think people kind of realize is, you know, Mr. Dove doesn't necessarily have, Nope. A whole lot of ties to Pearl River Community College, but he has been one of our our biggest supporters for years and years. And just to get him involved uh, again, to to have a place to come where where he feels like family here, uh, that was a, that was one of the biggest things that I know that whenever I came on the staff, I know that Coach Avalon and I talked. That was one of the biggest the biggest goals that I had personally was just to make sure that we got them involved again. We made sure that him and Mr. Barry Harper and their family, they were, they know that they were, they were welcome here. They know that this was their home also. Um, you know, and I think just giving Mr. Dove the recognition that we did, you know, na- renaming the field, Dove Heron Park, you know, and I think, honestly, I think that that naming it, the, the field itself, the Dove, I think that was one of the best things that we could have mm-hmm. done. Uh, and I think going forward with the upgrades that we're making, the facility that, the way it is right now, I mean, it's one. Of, honestly, it's one of the top junior college facilities, not only in the South and in the country, I believe. Um, and just to have his name up there on the wall, just to just to know for him to know that how much that we appreciate him and everything that he's done for for not only the community but for the college as well. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. The atmosphere out there has been tremendous. You know, we've got a lot of support here on campus. Brad Ladner, uh, he's a guy that works here on campus. He's kind of been our right hand man when it comes to getting things done on campus, you know, he's, he's one of our biggest supporters. And, and not only that, he's become a, a real close friend to, to Alan and myself, the coach Avalon and the rest of the coaching staff. Uh, they get out there every, every home game. They're in the right field seats, cooking out, grilling out, you know, and that place has gone from having two or three people out there to, to almost 50 people a game out there, you know, and just the atmosphere, you know, talking with Mr. Barry uh, and, and, you know, he he told me that you know every now and then he'll just he'll come home and he'll, he'll talk to his wife Miss Cindy and just tell her say hey I'm just I'm going up to the dub and <laughs> you know to hear people say that you know we That's got cool. we got over three we got over three hundred kids walking on campus wearing t-shirts to say the dub on there and I think <laughs> that is uh, it's phenomenal you know I mean yeah. people don't even they don't even know what baseball is some of them but they're wearing shirts that mm. that have our field on there and. Uh, Again, the the atmosphere here at on game day is kind of second to none. It really is, and uh, it's going to continue to get better and better with the upgrades that we're making. As soon as as soon as our season ends this year, uh, I think on June the second, we're going to break ground on um, on our turf. We're we're, we're going to turf the infield and the foul grounds. Um, I think we're going to be the only junior college in the state with turf. Um, and we're also we're redoing our entire grandstands. You know, uh, Mr. Jeff Dungan and D- Dungan Engineering have been a huge help with with those with that with those plans, getting those started and getting those going. 
We're going to go dugout to dugout with chairback seats. We're going to have over 400 chairback seats uh, here at our stadium, which is going to be the most chairback seats in the state. Um, and so the upgrades that we're making, like I said, right now it's one of the best facilities in, in the South, and I think um, once we once we get through this next summer and, and everything, it's all said and done, it's honestly going to be one of the best facilities in the country, I believe. And, and that's only going to help us going forward, you know, you know, kids these days, they're visually driven, you know, whether it be the new baseball gear, whether it be uniforms or facilities, you know, they, they want the best stuff. And that's one thing that we're trying to do. And speaking of uniforms, not to interrupt you, Ron, but that gold on gold looked awesome, man. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. And I tell you what, man, it's, uh, it's got some magic in them. I know Mm -hmm. that that's, that's, I think that's the first time we won them in a, in a championship setting. And it's Honestly, this is the first time that we've had a chance to wear them in a championship setting. Uh, and I told the guys before the game yesterday, I said, listen, I said, we only wear these on special occasions, and the, and the kicker is they've got magic in them, and, and you, you don't lose in them. You can't lose in them because, you know, they're not they're not your typical uniform, that's for sure. They look uh, good, man. And my wife will look- tell you I'm addicted to social media at the moment. And one of the coolest <laughs> moments last night, I thought, was uh, Coach Artigues retweeting something or quote tweeting something to the effect i thought that was so good for him to be paying attention to what was going on and for him to speak back into those gold uniforms that was a cool moment man just i know social media wise but i got a kick out of that oh no absolutely i mean the first time we wore the gold on gold was it was his year uh my sophomore year and you know which just so happened to be the the year we won the the previous state championship and um you know I, last night on the bus i was in a in, in a group a group chat with with him and coach riser um and i sent him a picture of us uh, decked out in our gold mm. on gold again and you know they loved it you know that's something that that's a tradition that coach artigue started uh back then and it's one that we're going to try to continue um here and i know he appreciated it you know and he he cares about this place tremendously. Mm-hmm. I know that. You know, he he made a he made a huge impact on this place. He made a huge impact on myself, um, and I know he really appreciated that. I know he 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 really enjoyed us bringing those golds back. Um, and I know that's something that Coach Avalon wanted to make sure that we did. And uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. You know, I ha- I don't know if, it, if it's if it's going to work every time, but it's something that's worked so far. <laughs> and uh, Hopefully, hopefully, going forward in these next couple of weeks, we've got an opportunity to wear them again for a few more championships. Ryan, you talk about the next few weeks. When I look at the way, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, but the way that I see that this lays out is that y'all actually have a buy into the NJCAA Region 23 tournament. So with that starting on May 16th, y'all have 10 days in between – yesterday's sweep and then potentially y'all's first game in this next tournament is that correct that's right that's right so um you know us us being the state champions now we we get that first round by instead of having to play a best two out of three series you know if we would have things wouldn't have worked out like they did yesterday we would have finished in um i think a half a game behind jones in second place and we would have hosted a best two out of three series at our place on this Thursday and Friday. But since we don't have to do that, um, we do get a buy, or we do get an automatic buy directly into the regional 
don't have to worry about the best two out of three series. And you're right, we don't play again until Wednesday. So this will be, um, it's kind of new for us. You know, it, it's, a, it's a new scenario for us. It's a new setting for us. Um, we do have about 10 days off, like you said. Uh, what we've done, we've, we've given the guys today off. We'll, we'll probably give them tomorrow off to spend some time with their families to kind of uh, get their feet under them a little bit, get their legs back under them a little bit. You know, we'll probably have a light practice on Wednesday and kind of get back after going forward after that. Um, but it is different. You know, it's, it's, it is a little bit different. I know last year Jones was in our, our situation uh, where they were hosting the tournament, actually. Uh, but they had that long layoff as well, and then we ended up playing them the first game. Um, you know, we they did, the coaches, uh, the Mac Jack coaches this year, they, they did take it to a vote, and uh, what they're going to do is, going forward, they're going to allow the team that that is the state champion to, uh, if they want to, to schedule a game uh, during that long layoff. And so right now we're, we're kind of, uh, we're kind of, figuring out if that's what we want to do, if we want to just kind of keep it in-house and practice and in a squad, or if we want to try to schedule somebody over the weekend uh, just to kind of, you know, to stay fresh a little bit. But if that doesn't happen, I think we'll be able to do that with, with how we go about our practices and how we go about preparing for these guys. Um, you know, because it is tough, you know, this time of year. You don't, there's a fine line between burning guys out and, and, and pushing them too hard and, and uh, kind of letting off a little bit. You, you got to try to find that happy medium somewhere where you guys are are completely fresh, ready to go on on next Wednesday, and, and to put your best foot forward. But you also don't want to give them too much time off to kind of get relaxed and to uh, to get out of the flow of, of, of the season a little bit. So um, that is that is a little uh, a tricky little tricky little thing that we're trying to figure out as as, as a coaching staff and and make sure that we go about the, the right way. Um, I know that Coach Avalon's got a He's got a plan in mind, and, and uh, we're going to attack this thing the best way we know how. And uh, you know, once we get the guys back here, after we let them let them have a couple of days off to kind of get their feet under them, we're going to make sure everybody's healthy. We're going to make sure that that we're as prepared as we can be uh, next Wednesday. We don't know who we're going to play yet. The bracket hasn't been filled out yet. The bracket hasn't been set. Uh, it won't be until we get through this weekend. Until everybody. All the other teams have gone through their best two out of three series, um, but but again, we're just gonna we're gonna prepare our guys the best way we know how. Uh, we're gonna continue to do things like we do them, and uh, whoever we play, you know, obviously that that may change our uh, our game plan a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, like I said, we're gonna continue to do things like we've done them all season long. Uh, we're gonna continue to go about our business the right way. We're gonna continue to to push our guys and you know like i told them the other day uh if <laughs> if they thought that i was going to kind of let up on them and, and, and take things easy on just because it's the end of the year uh they they were they were kind of wrong uh but they know that and 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 they again they these guys it's been a, it has been a, a real special group of young men to coach um because again they they know we demand a lot out of them they know we do, we expect a lot out of them um they know that the practices that we have, they're they're tough. They and and I think that's for a reason, so that when it comes game time, they can relax, and go play, and have some fun. And I think they've done that all year. Um, it's been uh, it's been a joy to coach these guys. It's been it's been a lot of fun to come out and and to coach them in practice. It's, it's been a lot of fun to watch the practices that we have, to watch them get accurate, compete with each other, and have some fun. It's been, 
when he gets to the game, they get to relax and have some fun and, and just kind of get after somebody. And that's one thing they've done all year. Um, yeah, we've lost some games that maybe we shouldn't have. Uh, we've lost some, some, some tough games also. Um, but for the most part, these guys have really, really shown up every day that we've gone out there. They've got after it. They've competed their butts off. And uh, I, I think that's, uh, again, I think the, the, the credit goes to these guys for the success that we've had this year because of the work they put in. You know, they these are guys that, that every night you come here, you're going to find multiple guys in the cages at night, you know, just working on their craft a little bit. You're going to see guys taking extra ground balls. Um, in the weight room, they get after it. You know, that's that's one thing that, that, that we do here. Uh, I think these guys, like I said, they, they bring their lunch bill here, they get to work, they punch the clock, and they get after it. Um, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun to coach these guys. I've got a lot of respect for them, and I'm I'm uh, I'm really really proud of what they've done so far. Ryan, we appreciate you uh, joining us so much, man, and uh, we appreciate the job that Coach Avalon's done. I know uh, Jeff and myself as Pearl River Community College guys certainly appreciate what y'all have been able to do as a staff in just two years to be able to win a state championship, and just the day after the sweep and being named state champions. You could have been doing anything in the world tonight, man, and you blocked off an hour for us. So it's very much appreciated. Of course, we'll be pulling for y'all moving forward. And we're going to have you back on, man, and let you kind of tell your baseball story. Tonight we primarily just focused on Pearl River Community College, but we look forward to having you uh, back on, and we certainly appreciate your time, brother. Oh, man, I, I absolutely enjoyed it, dude. And like I said, uh, I've known you guys for a while, and and, and I was uh, I was honored that you, you guys asked me to come on. And, and uh, like, I, like I texted you the other day, you know, anytime you ever need anything, you guys just let me know. I'd love to come back home with you guys and just talk some shop. But honestly, it doesn't even have to have to be about me. Uh, my time's come and gone. You know, I was fortunate enough to get to do a few cool things. Uh, but right now, I'm 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 really really enjoying this side of it. You know, I'm really enjoying coaching these guys. And again, I said it at the beginning. Uh, I really just want these young men to to experience this place like I got a chance to, and I think they have so far. And I, we've got a lot of work to do going forward. And, and there's a few more goals these guys have, have laid out that, that I think we can still accomplish. And I'm looking forward to getting after it, working with these guys some more. Um, you know, and one thing real quick before. You know, y'all, y'all cut me off or anything. Uh, I'd like to just to say thanks for the support from the community. You know, yeah, I, I talk about the atmosphere, the atmosphere that that we've had out there uh, at the Dub this year. Um, it's been it's been tremendous. You know, the fan support, the school support, the support from the community. Um, it it really has been has been a lot of fun this year, and and we couldn't do it without the support from the community from the from the donors, the big donors, the small donors, the people who who uh, can just cook out or something for the kids after the game, uh, it's been awesome. It really has, and, and that's one thing that, that makes this place really special. Uh, you know, from the from the small supporter to the biggest supporter, uh, I don't I don't think that changes. You know, that we wouldn't have been able to have the success we've had without without that support. And uh, I, I truly do just want to want to thank everyone out there that that has supported the Wildcats this year, uh, and hopefully they will going forward also. Um, and also, real quick, while I, while I got you, and hopefully I got some people listening, um, part of our project going forward 
Hopefully, we will brain. have some people listening around. We're going to make you responsible for that. Well, you've got such a passion for it. We're gonna, if, if we don't have people listening, it'll be your fault over the next week or so. Okay, you're going to put us as our chief it. advertiser after tonight. No, so. no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get me and my, my brother. We'll get on that, man. I'm telling you. Uh, but, you know, I know you two guys are, are – are huge Pro River supporters. I know this place means a lot to you guys also, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to be listening that are that are that are big supporters, not only alumni but just supporters in general. Uh, one thing that we are doing that would that would be a big help for us, and yes, y'all can get in touch with me or, or Coach Avalon or any other coaches here on, on campus. Um, the grandstands that we're building for going forward next year, you know, we're selling seats. We're selling. Uh, Seats for $150, you get a nameplate on the seat in the grandstand. That'll be your seat for the life of the stadium. You get a lifetime pass. It'll be there for for as long as the stadium's there. And, and I think for $150, that's an incredible deal. I know that uh, myself, I'm going to buy a couple of them. I know every other alumni that I've played with, that my brother played with, that, that guys I know, they're interested in buying them. Um, and so if there's anybody out there that's listening, that's interested, that wants to help the program out, um, and, and just to be a part of that, have a, have your, have your name out there at the, at the dub, uh, for the life of the stadium, I think that would be a tremendous help. Uh, we're trying to sell 400 of them, um, but for $150 for a lifetime pass, I, I don't think you can beat it. Uh, no, so that's awesome. Brian, do that. y'all have like an office, a baseball office phone number or a way that, uh, people could potentially well, reach out to y'all for that. It, we 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 do. Um, and if you check our website, it's it's prccathletics.com. Okay. Um, you'll see a link to to the baseball link, and uh, it'll have our coaching staff. It'll have our names and numbers on there. Our email addresses on there as well. Um, you know, I, I, there's a way. I'm sure you can. If somehow I'll be able to get in touch with somebody to yeah, find absolutely. us to, to help get that done. You know, I know Miss Shanna Brewwood uh, and Tracy over in the foundation office. You know, a lot of the stuff that we do goes to them, and they've been a tremendous help with everything that we've been trying to get done. Uh, we we honestly couldn't do it without those ladies over there. Um, but I know that if if worst case scenario, if, if they got in touch with them, they would help get this ball rolling and and make sure that they got in touch with the right people. Uh, but yeah, we're easy to get a hold of. We're easy to get in touch with. And if there's anybody out there that wants to help any way like that, or any other way at all like that, uh, any other way they want they want to help, um, we we'd be all for it. And we, again, going forward uh, with the upgrades that we're making, the facility upgrades that we're making, it can only it can only help us. You know, with our recruiting class that we have coming in, we've got the number five ranked recruiting class in the country wow. coming in for next year. Uh, and I think that says a ton about what Petizio's mm-hmm. done and the rest of the coaching staff has done. Uh, again, it can only help. And uh, like I said earlier, it's a good time to be a part of the, the Wildcat Nation. And, um, we'd love to have some more support out there. We'd love to see this thing continue to grow uh, and, and continue to take the steps moving forward to turn this place into the best place in the country. Hey, Amen. Awesome, Ron. Well, we appreciate it, brother. And once again, thank you, man. Your passion for uh, the river uh, bleeds through. I'm sure our listeners that don't know you will hear that. Our listeners that do know you already know that. So we certainly appreciate you spending time with us tonight. Clay, Jeff, man, I appreciate you guys for everything you guys do. And uh, again, 
I think this is great what you guys are doing, uh, and, and I'm, uh, it's been a blast being on here with you guys. And anytime you, you guys ever need anything, just just let me know, and I'd love to help out with it. Uh, I hope this thing continues to grow and get bigger for you guys, and I'll do whatever I can to help out with that as well. Thank you, Ryan. Right, thanks, Coach. Thank you for joining us for Episode 2 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes in the upcoming weeks.